Well, hello, my friends. How is everybody doing? I know it has been a while. I apologize. I told you I was going to be on a break. I'm in the process of forming a new business. Uh, we're making great progress, and I hope to be able to return to the podcast and YouTube airwaves as soon as we are done. But I was doing something I haven't done for a while today, and I was watching the news, and I saw the Supreme Court decision on affirmative action. And I have to tell you, I was puzzled and I need to, I needed to get to the microphone just like old times and share with you my thoughts and to also get uh, your feedback as well. Now, it's very interesting. I, I want to point something out to you here that is very important. When those people who are upset with this ruling, from President Biden down to activists, even down to the Supreme Court justices who dissented on this decision, when they talk about why it was wrong to change the court's uh, longstanding on affirmative action, they don't cite the Constitution. They don't cite any laws. They cite public policy. This is even Supreme Court justices like uh, Ketanji Brown. She cited policy, public policy. She didn't cite the Constitution. And this, my friends, is where you have to find the truth. And the truth is that there are those in our society on both sides of the aisle who love the Constitution when it supports them and their belief system. And when it doesn't, even Supreme Court justices will ignore the document. You see, the reality is the Supreme Court should not be trying to assess the uh, ramifications of their decision, the way it affects public policy. This is not the job of the Supreme Court. It's the job of legislatures to do this, to debate and to bring in experts and to determine uh, the benefits or detractors of a particular public policy. The Supreme Court has one job, and that is to look at the legislation and decide if it is constitutional. If it is, it doesn't matter what the public outcome will be. It's just, is it constitutional or not? But we see today with decision after decision that those people who don't like the decision, they, they want the Constitution to be ignored. It's just that simple. But when it's something that they are passionate about and they believe in and the Constitution supports that thing, they will cry constitutional rights all day long. Now, this has happened twice here recently. It happened with the abortion decision. And it happened with uh, affirmative action. And the question, again, is not how does this affect the public and policy? The question is, where does it talk about it in the Constitution? So I just want to ask you, put it in the comments, where in the Constitution does it allow for affirmative action? What particular... Um, amendment or statement in the Constitution makes you believe that there can be decisions about college emissions or employment or other things 
that are based upon race. Find it. Find it. And share it with me. I don't see it. I can't find it. Now, I want to be clear here. I absolutely believe that people of color are still disadvantaged in our society. And we should do things to help them out. And I believe that with all my heart. But I don't believe in disadvantaging one group in favor of another. But more than anything, I don't believe in any policy that goes against the Constitution as written. If you're willing to ignore the Constitution for one thing, then you cannot complain when the other side ignores the Constitution for their pet issue. The The Constitution, the document, cannot have any force if we simply choose to ignore it because of how it will affect public policy. That is not good government, and it's not sound and safe government that we can have a faith in. So just tell me, if you're pro-affirmative action, tell me where the Constitution allows it. I want to see it. It's just like with abortion. Tell me where the Constitution uh, allowed for Roe v. Wade. That's all I want to see. I'm simple. Now, if you want affirmative action to be constitutional, then amend the document. It's that simple. If you want abortion to be constitutional, then amend the document. The document cannot care about how messy things are in society as a result of its laws. That is the consideration of one group, and that is the legislature. And if you want to change the document, I'm all for it. Change the document. But don't sit there and tell me that a Supreme Court ruling is wrong when they side with what's written in the Constitution or when they say something can't be there because it's banned by the Constitution. We cannot live this way. That The Supreme Court and the Constitution are one place where we ought to believe and rely on uh the sanctity of the document as opposed to the politics and the public policy surrounding the document. So that, my friends, is what has driven me to the airwaves today. No production, no music, nothing on the screen. Uh, just wanted to share with that with you, and I want to get your thoughts. Can't wait to see your comments. And again, if you think that affirmative action should be allowed to exist today, show me where the Constitution allows for that. Because the way I read the Constitution and the amendments, it's not allowed. And I've always felt that way. And uh, do we need to have a good discussion about maybe changing the document? Let's have that discussion in the legislature, not in the Supreme Court. All right, my friends, that's it. Uh, I don't know uh, when I'll be back. I have been refraining uh, discussing anything about Trump because I think people are just tired of that. Um, I think he has already admitted to everything that we need to know. And I do think that he will be convicted, and I think that he should be convicted. Well, and now if you want to immediately knee-jerk to other, other people who you believe are not being held accountable, then I can only assume that you feel that uh, one person should be let off because another person is not getting scrutiny. What I would be doing is calling for both to get scrutiny, and I would never be calling for one person to not be held accountable to the law because somebody else was. 
that seems counterintuitive to me. So uh, if you're the one arguing that somebody else should be held accountable and they're not, then in my opinion, you're admitting that Trump actually violated the law. And if you're admitting that, then why on earth would you be arguing against him being held accountable? And then also argue for others who broke the law to also be held accountable. Seems pretty simple to me. But what do I know? All right, my friends, I think I said I wasn't going to talk about Trump, and then I went ahead and did it. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize uh, for that. Hey, it's good to be back sharing some opinions, but I just am not uh, so involved in the news cycle nowadays for me. You know I want to know everything about an issue before I come to the airwaves. So uh, that's one of the reasons why you haven't heard from me. But I'm around, and uh, please continue to contact me via the comments, and you can go to my website, jmcfarland.com. You can contact me directly through there. I am alive. I'm doing well. I hope you are as well. I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July, and I hope to be talking to you again very soon.